This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the PHNX Rising Show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. I'm Ramon Chavez. Super happy to be here. Alongside me, as always, is Mr. Owen Evans. How you doing, sir? Tell you what, it's been a hectic week, hasn't it? It has been. I thought we had agreed on a week off. You know, I was put my PTO. I'm relaxing. I'm chilling. I got my puppy right here. And no, all this stuff goes down when I'm trying to relax. So that's not cool. But what (laughs) it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, what we we logged off on Tuesday thinking, great, we've not got anything until next Tuesday. Since then, since then, we've seen Rick depart. We've seen a brand new coach come in. Wow, it's, this has just been—they never give us any rest, do they? Never any rest. And the way you're putting it makes it seem like it just happened, like you know, all nice and with the. A, a bow tie and it was delivered to no, it was like, oh, well, this dude did this and and Oakland did that. And what? Like rising to this. I was like, okay, I'm gonna get off Twitter because there's too many, too much stuff going on. But anyway, we're here. We're gonna have a great show. Uh, shout out to everybody in the chat. We got pugs and hugs here. Thank you so much for joining us. Reese, we got Harry Austin as always. Thank you for joining us. And Thomas Domas, thank you so much for joining us as well. Uh, we have a great show for you guys today. Of course, we're gonna talk about the new. Phoenix Rising head coach Juan Guerra. Uh, Owen was able to speak with him uh, in today's press conference, so we're going to definitely see uh, some stuff in regards to that. Uh, we also got some team updates, or uh, how, how, how can I say it? <laughs> we got some updates regarding a transfer, <laughs> and that might not occur after all. Uh, take a looking. Uh, we're going to take a look around the USL, and also we're going to answer some questions. If you guys are part of our Discord, I asked you guys this morning to drop your questions, so we're going to try to get to them. Most of them, the ones that you guys dropped on there might already be answered throughout the course of the show, but we'll make sure to get to them at the end as well. All right, Owen, game week. Uh, Rising is heading to El Paso, Texas. Uh, Sun City, you know, that's, that's what they call it over there, and Rising has a big opportunity this week, and they are you know, they played 24 games this far, so far this season. They're at 8, 11, and 5. They are five points back from El Paso. So it's it's a huge game. And, you know, you got a new head coach. You got everybody excited. You got this, like, two-week break, basically, that kind of builds the anticipation for this. It's a recipe for really good things, but it's also a recipe for disaster. So what are your thoughts coming into that? Uh, it's... <sighs> See, Harry here seems to think it's going to be an easy win for Rising. Uh, I mean, if there's anything this Rising team has shown us this year, is that there's no such thing as an easy win. Now, under Wangera, look, I know the boys have effectively said, look, we've got to, 
you know, the excuses are gone now. Rick is gone. There's no more time for for excuses about all things like that. Now we're in a situation whereby the boys have to knuckle down and get things done. Um, it, it's it's a tough one because El Paso have been really, really struggling lately. Um, they are in free fall again, as Harry is saying there in the chat. They they haven't won for quite some time. Um, but yeah, we, we'll have to see. Look, there's often, and you do see this, a coach gets fired, someone else comes in. You get that little bit of a bounce sometimes, don't you? Um, mm-hmm. And Rising really needs that. With some of the games that are coming up, especially the ones over that like week-long spell where it's El Paso, then it's RGV at home, and then Colorado Springs away. Well, two of those teams are really struggling for form lately. If you can get wins, both of those games on the road, if you can pick up four points out of six out of those and then win against RGV at home, you're in really, really good shape then in terms of turning the season around, getting back on track and being in the playoffs at the end of the year. Yeah, it's it's incredible considering how insane the season has been for rising that they still have a chance to do this you know and i feel with 10 games a new head coach uh uh you know a newfound confidence i should say as well you know i i think these guys can pull it off they're still really talented we know what they can do on the field it's just a matter of putting it all together so if they can you know string a couple way wins uh, wins i mean and uh you know and and you know get some points you know a couple of weeks from now we could be saying hey you know how far can rising go up uh, the the playoff ranking so or the standings I mean so we'll see we'll see what happens it's a huge game uh, on Saturday a uh, little heads up I'm gonna be there I already got my flight book we're gonna me and Owen are gonna hit some enchilada spots that I've been researching I know Thomas has some spots as well so just be on the lookout for that I might might make some videos but anyway back to <laughs> to what's going on Juan Guerra uh, Owen you were able to speak with him today uh, we got a couple videos for you guys but uh, what stood out for you from that first conference, you know, I got a chance to see it and it's just how eloquent he is and not that he's not, you know, or he, or he you know, uh, was not able to, to, to speak eloquent before, but I just like how he formulated his ideas and he kind of vocalized them to you guys. I really like that from him. And so what were, your, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I feel as though you, you are right. Look, one, when he speaks, he's very eloquent, very, uh, very much knows what he's talking about. You, you just listen to him and you can hear someone who, you know, has played the game at a high level, has been around this game for a long, long time. Um, I'd also say that just broadly speaking, and sometimes what you learn about, uh, about these kind of things is not what's said in the press conference, it's what happens around. Um, and it's small things. It's seeing a player in a hallway and just getting the feeling that the the vibe seems a little bit lighter, perhaps, than it has in recent weeks. Almost as though a little bit of a weight has been lifted. Um, they feel as though there's just a sense of a fresh start, almost. Um, mm-hmm. And look, before we get in now, we're going to go through, of course, all the stuff that, that Juan had to say. Should we kick off by just listening to what Bobby had to say uh, as his opening remarks about bringing the new head coach in? Uh, we're really excited to have Juan back with us. Obviously, when when we decided to, to part ways with Rick, you know, there's a long list of candidates that reached out. We had our, our list of candidates and very familiar with Juan and what he did with us as a, for a year here and then the experience he gained in Oakland. And he was certainly on the short list for us and, and really excited. I know the boys are excited to see him. And, you know, there was a lot of things that we looked at when identifying our next head coach and, and uh, Juan checked all those boxes for us. So excited to have him in here and out on the grass right now with the boys and getting ready for El Paso. So, yeah, those are the opening remarks there. Now, of course, this has been a long, drawn-out process, hasn't it, really? Um, 
of bringing him in, of bringing in uh, one from Oakland. Lots of talk over the weekend about was there tampering involved, mm-hmm. uh, or all of that kind of kind of talk. Um, look, there was there was a lot of stuff in there as well. Uh, we had the conversation, and I mean we've all I'm sure heard bits of this where other coaches were very much interested in this role. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the end, they've gone with a guy who has far more of a link to the players that are already here. Um, so, yeah, that makes I, a lot I, of sense. it does. It does make a lot of sense. Um, one other thing to note in there, actually, if we're going to talk about specifically, I guess, the uh, allegations of tampering, Bobby, when he was asked specifically about parts of this, said, look, when they when they wanted to formally interview uh, Juan, they did go to Oakland's ownership and ask for permission. Now, what mm. I will say that's notably missing there is that he didn't say they were given permission, but they did ask for it. And that was going to be my uh, question, so. because why would Oakland go through the trouble of putting out that statement and announcing that Juan was on administrative leave as well if Bobby's saying that they went through the proper channels, which, like you're saying, they they did, they probably did, but did they get permission to do so? Regardless, a deal has been approved. Uh, both sides seem to be relatively happy with what they've come away with. Of course, part of that, for those of you uh, who didn't see the news earlier, it does mean that Juan will not be able to be on the touchline on the September 10th game when Rising plays Oakland Roots here in the Valley. So, yeah, there's clearly been some other things involved. We're also expecting another coach to come along as well from the Oakland setup, but... Uh, yeah, we're Isn't gonna that his just... main assistant, do you know? Because I know maybe uh, so out there. It did come up in the press conference today, just and I know people have been asking about what's gonna happen to the existing coaching staff there. Uh what what one told me today was look, they're all going to be left in their positions. Uh he knows them all, he's he's happy to keep working with them. He will be bringing in one more person. Uh and he didn't name the person at this point. wasn't sure if he could name the person at this point. There was mm. reporting from Jonathan Como in Oakland that it's actually his assistant coach, Marcos Reyna, uh, mm. will be making the trip down from Oakland to Phoenix. So we'll have to wait and see for that one to be officially confirmed, but mm. it does seem to add up and it adds up with the answer that we were given today. But uh, yeah, so the remaining coaching staff will be in place. Danny Stone is going to have to take charge of that game against Oakland because one will not be allowed as part of the deal they signed with Oakland mm-hmm. to take charge of that game. So, we'll so Owen, just for me to kind of get a sense of what everything, uh, what happened, was this basically a trade for a coach? Was the were some money sent over to Oakland and then Oakland's like, all right, cool, go ahead. You know, I know there's not really like any rules, you know, Dan, here in the chat makes it known with the, when the league publishes a rule uh, book, I'll listen to the people shouting about the rules. Cause there was a lot of, you know, Twitter chat saying, Hey, you know, what's going on? What's, you know, uh, you know, this, this is unexpected. So at the end of the day, you know, just to make it clear, was it really like a trade in the, in a sense for the coach? Uh, well, you, you, often find, you often find though, and this is the case, no matter where you are, that compensation is generally paid when you try and take a coach from somewhere and okay uh, and that applies to coaching staff at any real level um there will be times whereby there are elements in a contract that may waive that uh, in this mm-hmm. case i'm led to believe that's not the case um despite some belief earlier earlier on that that was the case uh, it sounds as though that wasn't the case so yeah there, there was money ex- well something exchanged hands at least uh okay. 
We don't have the full details on that. Of course, he's an undisclosed transaction, uh, mm-hmm. but something obviously changed hands and uh, everyone seems to be at least, if not happy, at least relatively satisfied with how they came out of it, given where things were previously. Gotcha. Before we get to the videos on uh, Juan Guerra's uh, conference today, I do want to ask you, so I, I know you know Juan was looked at as the coach or pre- the preferred candidate for coaching this team because of his connections, but was there anybody else seriously considered, you know, uh, someone like an Ian Russell, a, a Todd Ramos apparently was in, you know, in the running for some reason, but, you know, we saw that he went to Hartford. So was, <laughs> was there anybody else that was uh, considered seriously? Uh, it's a good question. Uh, it's not too certain. They they obviously spoke with with various people. Um, from from what I gather, Bobby's phone was blowing up at times. Uh, <laughs> because this is, regardless of what people want to say, it's one of the real big jobs in this league. Um, there's no real question about that. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the amount that the owners look, they don't necessarily pay more than any other team in this league. Uh, there are other teams, of course, that also have big budgets. Uh, yeah. Rising from, from at least previous discussions don't have the biggest budget, but they are a team that invest a lot and, and give a lot of resources to uh, the coaching mm-hmm. staff, to the players at, at all kind of levels, really, and are serious about trying to get things done in terms of investment. So that's... Just, you know, it, it kind of that's the backdrop to all of this. Obviously, other people will express interest. I'm not sure how serious those conversations got. Obviously, very quickly after Rick's departure, we ended up in a situation where uh, the talk was all, all about Wangera. Um, and yeah. look, we had the stuff that was on the face of it. You had the very public, um, you know, he was suspended or put on administrative leave from Oakland Roots. But then mm. in the background, the chatter at that point was very much, this is done. He's coming. Um, he's coming yep. soon. And that was very, very quick, almost to the point where you you kind of feel as though it was, it was decided early. Because this is the thing. Phoenix Rising is a club that is a very win-now club at all mm-hmm. times. They weren't giving up on this season. And... In this kind of a situation, if you're not giving up on a season, who's the guy you bring in? It's a guy that's already respected by a lot of the players, already knows a lot of the players, and can probably get the best out of them in this current situation. So Mm -hmm. that's the guy they decided to go with, and we'll just have to see now if he can get over the line and uh, get rising into the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um like we spoke about earlier, Juan Guerra had a press conference today. Owen was able to speak to him along with other reporters. So, uh, what you know, one of what was one of the questions that you you know really wanted to ask him, and you know what what how did you feel about his his response? All right, well, let's. Ooh, I tell you what, we'll go with a nice broader one to start with. So let's right. go with. I asked him about stepping into effectively the shoes of a former colleague, uh, stepping into his former boss's shoes, actually, in Rick Shant. Here's what he had to say about replacing Rick. Oh, I love Rick, man. I love Rick. And I always told him, and, and we used to joke, I called him the other day, and, and we spoke for a while. And last year when we were together, I, sometimes we're talking before or after games, and I would say, man, I feel bad for whoever takes this job after you. And guess what, man? I'm standing over here today. <laughs> so... um 
yeah, it is. You know, I understand. I understand the responsibility that I have. But at the end of the day, that that responsibility is not just on me. It's on absolutely everybody that uh, represents the organization. That responsibility is on the guys that are selling tickets. That responsibility is on our kitmen. That responsibility is on you guys as well, that you're the bridge between us and the fan base. So everybody that represents the Phoenix Rising at the end of the day feels the same way, and, and we understand the responsibility that we have. So we're going to try to be excellent. We're going to try to bring our best every single day. And on the technical side, we're going to try to give to the players all the resources they need to be at their best potential. And then at the end of the day, we'll add up the points, and hopefully they're, they're enough to compete and enough to be at the top of the table where, where we deserve to be. I feel like there's, and this is something that I, I see has come up in the chat there about building the culture already. Um, the the way that he's speaking is immediately off the bat kind of trying to invoke this idea of look we are all one big club this all needs to pull together um and the success isn't just going to be something that he's going to claim alone it's the players it's the fans it's everyone is driving in towards this um i i i'm i'm really intrigued to see i also think that it's it's actually going to really change things next Wednesday for that RGV home game um, in terms mm-hmm. of just the atmosphere at the stadium. I feel the a lot of that negativity is going to dissipate, uh, at least from certain elements of the stadium, at least, whereby, look, look, there will be people who will go there and will still say if Rising go down, oh, it's, it's as bad as the rest of the season. But I feel as though there's going to be a lot more patience in certain elements there and and quite frankly it's it's deserved you get patience when you've just come in uh, mm-hmm. as a new coach so yeah I, i'm i'm excited to see the early steps now as to as to how it goes down yeah and uh, i agree with adrian here in the chat that it uh, not not to dig on rick but i feel like these answers that juan is given and, and this is just going off this one clip is that they seem honest you know he's here to 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 bring change and to be winning you know the winning games and winning, getting points on the board. And I think he feels like, I think he sees what is going on with the team. I think just being there and being around the guys, you know, he can see, you know, what happened with this team throughout the course of the season. You know, he was there last year as well. He was able to help out and and take that team to the playoffs as well, but he, he knows how rising should be playing. He knows the players. And so I think the fact that he's there and he's saying, you know what, let's just kind of, you know, regroup guys, you know, you, you know that you're not like this. Let's, you know, let's start from the uh, from scratch and see if we can make this run towards the playoff. And and that's refreshing. It's a change in culture and it's something that should, you know, build uh, over time. And hopefully the results come quick. You know, that's one of the things that, you know, we can't really wait too much, uh, you know, for anymore because there's only 10, 10 games in the season. So I, I like that. I like those uh, answers from one. And even then again, yeah, it, it builds that kind of, I guess, sense of collective responsibility for everything going forward. Whereas what often became the criticism uh, under Rick Chance is that what we saw frequently was, well, the players aren't getting it done. The uh, That was just it. It was effectively everything seemed to be spun yeah. onto the players. Uh, it was in always individual errors. It wasn't really game planning or anything like that. Uh, it also came in terms of, you know, they... they I'm going to stop covering for the players by 
changing the system up, which actually, and we're going to get onto this very shortly because we mm -hmm. do have more video clips here talking about some of these, which also links into what Pat Moses said here about expecting a major change in terms of lineup and style. Do we expect the same? Well, you know what? Let, let's kick straight in with that. There are two real kind of clips on this particular thing. Let's go with the first one we're going to look at is some of those players who've been kind of discarded in previous weeks, you know, Ryan Flood, Claudio Repetto. Should we expect to see guys like that given a second chance now under a new coach? Here's what one had to say. Absolutely. Everybody has the same, the same opportunity and absolutely everybody has the same responsibility and maybe they're going to play different roles. You know, they, they understand that and everybody in that locker room is, is together. They have full awareness of, of where we are and the things that we need to do to to change and revert the situation. I, I wanted Repetto and like as, as a center back. I've been saying this all along. I agree with Juan. I'm just kidding. But I'm 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 looking forward to this. You know, I know <laughs> we got Michael and we got BJ here in the chat saying, hey, release Flood, man. And, you know, I agree with that as well. You know, he's a, he's a player that's been missing for a long time. And, you know, I like I like this that he's given chances to everybody in the squad to be able to earn their place in the lineup, and I think that accountability is going to really help this team. I f I feel as though just the problem was is that Rising was struggling for so long, uh, in general, in terms of well, just result everything everything wasn't going right, and yet you've got players who are being kind of pushed to the side, and that didn't sit right. Mm -hmm. It didn't seem to work quite right just because how can you rule people out when you know just things aren't going right in general why are yeah. we going to blame individual players when the problems seem to be far more systemic well mm -hmm. that's what Juan had to say today he's, he's definitely open to bringing them back I feel as though the other parts of this kind of topic we're exploring here there was a lot of talk over what the formation was going to be of course Juan has used more of a free at the back kind of system while he's been up in Oakland uh Rising hasn't played that way yeah. really long term ever. There've been there's been one or two chances that that Rick has given it a go uh, this mm. season, but typically we expect to see Phoenix Rising playing in a four three three. Well, I asked one: Is he going to stick tactically with the four three three, or is he going to try and do something else? And here is what he had to say on the tactics. We'll see, man. Um, you you know the quality that is in that locker room, right? So now I have a lot of pieces. I have a lot of pieces to, to play different formations and we can adapt depending on the rival that we have. So that's that's great for us as uh, as managers. And that's also, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see on the day today. At the end of the day, uh, Owen, it's, it's not so much about what I want to do. It's also a lot about what is in the locker room and who are the pieces that at a given moment can give me their best. So it's, it's, it's not about me. It's about who's available and who can give us their best. And, and we adjust, we adapt transform and, and do whatever it's necessary to to try to win so yeah based on that it seems as though we should expect a little bit more of a flexible rising team um mm. obviously no commitment to any particular tactic there uh but yeah it's it, it it's interesting i'm, I'm intrigued yeah. to see because of course when you are a top team in this league you need to think about changing things up you can't just play the same way all the time especially when it's an attack-minded kind of formation that mm -hmm. if especially under rick's system right and this is something else we should we should actually do here um we we, we should talk about the fact that 
he's obviously got a little bit of a different philosophy in this. Um, and you mentioned this mm-hmm. today. Uh, he mentioned that Rick's system is very vertical. It's all about the transitional moments. He lives and dies by those transitional moments. That's where it went wrong, really, mm-hmm. this year. The transition was just lethargic. It was flat. It mm-hmm. didn't work. Well, Juan's system is a little bit more possession-based. It's not yeah. that they're not going to look to catch you on the counter if they can, but mm-hmm. it's the fact that he, he prefers to be a little bit more possession-based, to, to control the ball a little bit more, rather than just win the ball, immediately look to go the to completely go the other way and uh, mm-hmm. catch people in that way. So there are going to be differences. There are going to be differences. Oh. I'm intrigued to see how he approaches different games. I'm intrigued mm-hmm. to see how the team will cope with possibly changing formations uh between weeks uh mm-hmm. because we saw well when it happened i suppose the way of putting it is when it happened when rick was in charge it felt more at times out of desperation it will be intriguing to see how mm-hmm. that will work when it's out of more thoughtfulness um and trying to do what specifically will best help rising going into face a specific opponent. So we'll we'll have to see on that. Mm-hmm. But that answers partially at least one of our questions, which was what's happening with tactics. And the answer to that is everything's going to be a bit of a flux, I guess, over the, the next few weeks. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how this develops. Uh, you know, I listened to he, you know, Juan also gave a Spanish interview as well. And he said he talked about not making really huge changes, but more adjustments, you know, and seeing how those fit. Uh, within this team you know I expect this team to play like Oakland did in that lineup and the same setup I mean in the formation and arguably you know you can say that Rising has a more talented squad and so him having those chess pieces and being able to move them around it's going to be interesting to see what happens Uh, BJ here in the chat I know you asked us on Twitter as well sorry I didn't get to answer your Twitter question today but he says 3-4-2-1 he wants Flood, Farrell, King, Quinn, Lambert, Musa, Rodriguez, Hurst, Moore, and Williams so you know, that's definitely an option, you know, that he has. And I think attacking wise, there's a lot of options. You know, I think my concern is more of if he does decide to go with that back line of three, who do you use? Are you going to put Lambert a little bit more back uh, and, and play him through the middle as kind of like a, a center back? So those are the questions that, you know, we'll have answers to on on Saturday. And, you know, I'm looking forward to see uh, what, what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. I feel as though there's an opportunity here, as Scott says in there, about perhaps seeing Flood in a slightly different role to mm-hmm. to what we've seen him in with Rising. Uh, of course, he wasn't a fullback when he arrived at Phoenix Rising, so uh, yeah. it'll be interesting to see him in a more attacking attacking role. And of course, we've seen him at his best at times back in those early days when he was mm-hmm. in or well, looked like he was he was on the attack in his in his role. Um, yeah. So we'll have to see on that. Again, it's a Pat's comment here about doesn't not liking relegating the best defensive midfielder in the league to a centre-back. It's understandable, um, but at the end of the day, it mm. it's sometimes needs must. Um, yeah. Happened earlier in the season as well, uh, during that spell. And we know Lambert can do so, April. you know, but we've also mm-hmm. seen how crucial he is to that midfield you know, when he's not there. So I, I think that's going to be a, a huge question, you know, if, if Juan does decide to put Lambert there and, and you know, we'll see how this team, team responds. You know, it's, it, you know, we can say that, hey, you got a new system, you have a new coach, but, you know, we've, you know, I don't think that many changes can occur, 
you know, in, in less than a week. You know, I don't I don't know if the team is able to handle that. So maybe he'll be a little bit more conservative conservative this week against El Paso, and then he'll kind of implement more changes as he goes on. That's what I would, you know, kind of do as a coach because if you just kind of, you know, hey, Monday we're going to change the entire system. It's like, you know, I, I think that's a little bit too much to put on the players, but we'll see. You know, that's just my opinion. Well, we will see. Um, that's, that's kind of where we are right now. Look, I, I feel as though it's a little bit perhaps – I mean, these are professional players. They probably can adapt relatively yeah. quickly. Um, mm-hmm. But again, we'll see. The thing about it is obviously there's then a spell of three games in about a week. It was eight mm-hmm. days. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see on that one. For sure. For sure. Uh, we got some more team updates. Uh, but before we get into that, I do want to talk about our friends at Four Peaks. So uh, this August 31st, we'll be having our last Wednesday, which is an event that we have every last uh, Wednesday of the month at Four Peaks. So if you guys want to join us, you guys can join the PHNX crew there on August 31st for some good fun, some good, uh, <laughs> some good fun and better beer. So and uh, speaking of last Wednesday, we're also going to be announcing our next winner for uh, for the toast of the month sweepstakes. And when you uh, win the sweepstakes, you guys can get a fifty dollar four peaks gift card, a PHNX shirt of your choice and a PHNX annual membership. And you can sign up for the sweepstakes at gophnx.com or click on the link on the show notes. And remember, you must be 21 years or older and enjoy responsibly. I will say as well, if you're going to Four Peaks on that Wednesday, remember that the club do typically put on a pub to pitch shuttle. So you could always go pregame at Four Peaks with PHNX and then uh, Mm -hmm. head on down to the game against RGV that night. It's going to be fun. Um, we also want to shout out uh, one of our newest sponsors. I'm trying to get through the sponsors because we got more now. <laughs> um, we are uh, super excited. We have got more. That's true. More, more furniture. <laughs> That's our newest sponsor. It's set up there, Owen. Uh, yeah, we're gonna. We want to give a quick shout out to our friends at More Furniture. They hooked us up at the new office that we have. So new studio, new furniture, the whole nine yards. So really appreciate More Furniture for doing that for us. Hopefully, we can have a show there soon. At the new studio. I don't even remember the last time we did a show at the studio, honestly. It's been a while. <laughs> so long. Um, and uh, so, yeah, uh, make sure to check them out because they've been super awesome with us. And they got great stuff, man. Go check out their website. Uh, they actually have a Labor Day sale. And you guys can check out what's going on with all those deals at morefurniture.com. That's M-O-R-Furniture.com. Whew. All right. Uh, to answer Bonnie's question, I haven't given it out yet. I'm trying to think of something where I can tie it to like our trip to El Paso. So be on the lookout for that on our Twitter account, PHNX underscore underscore rising. Santino more furniture. Look at that. Good stuff, Rising Nation. Speaking anyway, go trips, ahead. I feel mm-hmm. like, and, and this goes back actually to Juan's answer about, uh, you know, everyone kind of being in it together and knowing the expectations. This is a uh, specific call to action for uh, rising fans. In particular here for those of you who haven't been following along uh the, the news came out today that uh san diego wave uh nwsl team they are opening their new stadium snapdragon stadium which is sharing with uh san diego state i believe um they've currently sold twenty-seven thousand tickets for that game that game clashes directly with phoenix rising's trip to san diego loyal so you've got to think about this now if that many people are going to watch wave at mm-hmm. Snapdragon, they aren't going to Torero to watch Loyal. So we already know that Phoenix Rising is putting on buses for season ticket holders to get down there. If you are a Phoenix Rising fan and you can get to San Diego that weekend, get yourself to San Diego that weekend. Yeah. Take that stadium 
over and show people that it doesn't matter where this team currently sits in the standings. This team is on top for a reason. Get there, make the point. I'm just going to say what Reese is saying on the chat. Rising takeover of Torero Stadium. Uh, stadium. So I, I, I'm going to try to go. You know, I'm going to try to go and support as well. You know, not only because we're covering the team, but if you guys can make it as well, that'd be fantastic. And I think uh, season ticket members get, they're getting bust over there or something. They're getting bust over there. Yeah. Uh, so should be a decent rising traveling support. Rumor mm-hmm. has it it's also my birthday the day after. So if you want to buy me a drink, you oh, can wow. uh, feel free Look to do that. So after the game as well. Sam uh, Owen on his birthday. Okay. All right. Okay. It's all coming together. Even even our producer Sean's wanting to go now. I can see him just behind the, the monitor there. Uh anyway, I'm just kidding, Sean. Uh, but yeah, there is no try remote, says Pat. Yeah, we're gonna try, we're gonna make it happen. Good stuff, Pat. All right, y'all. Uh, let's keep it going. Uh, you know, we haven't even got through half of what we're supposed to talk about today, but um, any more updates from today's press conference, Owen? Yeah, so let's go with the the main non-Wangera one here, which is uh, David Rodriguez, who came over, of course, Arturo's brother, uh, and it was all announced he'd signed on loan uh, from San Luis. He was going to join the team. There was a delay in his ITC, so his international clearance, of course. Um, Mm. That was, they'd been hoping they were going to have him ready for that Orange County game. Well, the bad news, he has gone, or is going back to San Luis. Uh, The ITC was rejected uh, because there was some problems with that paperwork, and it's now past the deadline, so it was rejected. Rising appealed, and the appeal was rejected. So he's not allowed to register with Phoenix Rising. Uh, for anyone wondering, that doesn't mean the team can't bring people in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the one comment in here as well, the implication was given a couple of weeks ago that it was actually on the San Luis side. That there was a problem with the paperwork. Um, San Luis, get it's it not together. that Rising can't bring people in, but they can't bring people in from overseas. They mm. have to be within the U.S., uh, players playing within domestic leagues here i blame you Bobby, guys it wasn't his fault <laughs> oh my god yeah come on Sunday. if there's one thing that we know it's there's one thing that we know it's that right now the south end it doesn't matter they will play That's Bobby true. for anything I should know better than that yeah you're right come on san luis you messed this up now we can't see uh the rodriguez brothers on in action on a in a rising shirt so as michael has to say here mind though jonah lives in the u.s he does i believe he was so. last registered with an american club Hmm. Do you know it happens to be uh, not a not a doctor connecting? We'll yeah. see. We'll see. Um. Yeah. No. David uh, Gutierrez not coming. Not not a not a good thing. I was looking forward to seeing him. So you know that's uh, maybe next year. We'll see. Um. Coach Garrett. That you know. Did you ask him about maybe bringing in a couple more additions to the club? Did we get any answers? It, on that? it did come up, but it felt as though it was one of those. Yeah, we might. Yeah, it's. Mm-hmm. It, the the main emphasis today seemed to be the fact that there was a belief in the locker room as it currently is constituted that mm-hmm. they can get the job done. The talent is already here in Phoenix mm-hmm. that on the whole, they're good enough. They're good yeah. enough to be in a much better position than they are in the table at the moment. And that ultimately is what ended up leading to Rick's demise at this club. There we go. All right, Owen, uh, a couple more questions. This is uh, from... Uh our discord chat what player do you think benefits the most from the return of juan oh hmm. you guys can answer on the Ooh. chat as well 
I feel as though it's a mixed bag. There are a group of players who... I think things were not rosy in that locker room in general for quite a few people. Um, mm-hmm. There were some who had kind of been cast aside. Look, I, I see the chat is now saying Flood. I tend to actually agree with them, to be fair, in that case, simply because yeah. Ryan Flood, I feel as though his season had effectively been determined to be over by Rick mm-hmm. Shantz. Um And so the fact that you'd hope now that Juan is going to give him a second chance based on the answers we had today, he will be given a second chance and will be given the opportunity to maybe he won't be ahead of Babakajai, say, for example, in the lineup, Mm -hmm. but he should at least be someone who's in the 18. Um, You should be in and out like that at least because he he's not done badly enough to justify banishment. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Uh, but that's kind of how it felt, how it felt prior to Rick's departure. So yeah, let's go with that. We'll say flood is the one who benefits the most. Will Santi score? We're going to have to see how the setup looks. If it is him playing more narrow in that kind of free at the back kind of situation, maybe, maybe that will benefit Santi quite a bit, but we'll have to wait and see. Repetto a yeah. second chance. That's also something that's definitely interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many goal scorers did he see? I'm reading some of these comments now. Uh, <laughs> They're coming in quick. To Oakland, uh, so we know he likes him. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Juan has always gotten on with, with Ryan. So I, I'm interested to see how that one pans out now that they've been reunited. Yeah. I think, you know, a big project that Juan will be, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud. But one big project that he'll probably have for himself is Santi Moore. How do we get him back to that level that he had last year? And because if you if Santi Moore can get going, man, like this team completely changes. And I think, you know, he's going to take a look at what went wrong this season and see if he can better put him in a better position to be successful and, you know, get some goals going, you know. And I think that's, you know, that, that way we can see uh, the, the Santi Moore we saw last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I if he can get going, I feel like this is a team that can definitely, definitely not just make the playoffs, but probably win one or two games. Um, I I feel as though Santi Mo could be a huge part of that. You've got to have realistically a serious threat from a player like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, either he needs to be setting people up, or he needs to be finding the back of the net himself. I yeah. don't think this team really turns it around seriously without him stepping up here. Uh, Now it's just a question of, again, as we said earlier in the show, uh, the excuses have kind of gone now, right? Rick Rick Mm -hmm. has left. The excuse, the clutch that was, Rick Chance is holding this team back, that is gone. That is no longer. Now the team have to step up. They have to adjust to Mm -hmm. what's going to be a new coaching, mostly the same coaching staff, but a new head coach, one who they already, who already knows a lot of them, who gets on well with a lot of them, they have to have to hit the ground running for sure. Uh, speaking of Rick, one, uh, one of the other questions was what happened with Rick this season? Was it the tactics, the message, the players trust, or, you know, some other stuff that we don't know about. It was the players trust. I feel more than anything. Um, it was just, once you lose that it's very hard it's very hard to fix things Mm -hmm. um you need to have those players backing you you need to have their support and make them feel as though you aren't throwing them under the bus you're in it with them you are ultimately yes you're trying to get what the club is the club is the priority of course but you're also actually caring about the people that you employ and that's the same in any line of work right the minute that you lose 
the belief that your boss cares in the slightest about you and your your best or, or anything about your working conditions mm-hmm. that's the point where you just say you don't care you coast yeah and i feel as though that's what we saw it's what we increasingly saw over the weeks you found that rising just it, it, there were there were times where people i think had just had enough um mm. and unfortunately there were other changes being made as well cases yeah. like and Oh, I'm, I want to avoid the negativity. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get in with the negativity. More energy now. vampires. You're okay. No Come more on. energy vampires. Come on, we can. We can be. We can be positive. <laughs> um, but like, even when you're looking at other things, like certain wingers that were brought in, maybe and weren't up to it. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But hey, it, it's overall. Yeah, I feel as though it was a lot of the relations off the field. It was losing the locker room. Mm-hmm. That's where things really went downhill. People weren't happy in there. Um, so let me, let me ask you this. You don't fix it. So let me ask you this, because you've been here a very long time covering the team, and they've been successful. You know, we, not, you know, we can't really deny that when it comes to Rick, but has, then, has there been negativity before in the locker room, but did the winning kind of cover some of that? And that didn't I think it happen. does. I think okay. it does. And it's not as though there was no negativity. Um, mm-hmm. You only have to speak to certain former players to get that feeling um, okay. about about what's going on. But it, it, yeah, I feel as though winning does kind of start to cover up with that. Um, I, w- I will address a question quickly here that's in the chat about a certain striker from a team in California. Pat Moses is correct here. Carlson is on loan from Venezia in the second division in Italy, so he is likely... Old jerseys, by the way. You know, just putting that out there. Anyway. Yeah, but... so that happens the answer to that question. <laughs> okay, okay, gotcha. Um, let's see, one more, one more. Let's see, with Rising... No, Bayern... hold on a minute, sorry. No, this is to the chat. Do not sign Andrew Carlton. No, <laughs> and in fact, this is something... Look, there was some conversation that came up today. I've got mm. the written quote here somewhere. Um, I understand the culture of Arizona. I understand the culture of the people that come here and watch our games. So I'm very identified with that. And I also be- uh, believe and I share the same beliefs. Mm. Look, I feel as though what you're going to see is a team that, uh, and that was Wangera in the in the press okay. conference today. I feel as though what we're going to see is a team that reflects elements of this, uh, or a team that the fan base can identify with. Mm. I think is is what we're ultimately looking towards here. So perhaps you're going to see more uh, emphasis in terms of local players or that kind of thing as well. Look, it, it's. Yeah. At the end of the day, there have been elements whereby this club has felt like it's drifted at times from its fans, Mm -hmm. uh, especially over the last year. The implication from that kind of a quote there from from one is that there's at least some acknowledgement on his part of that and that he wants to drift back towards what the fans will identify with. Got it. Got it. Uh, Last question for you. Uh, With Rising... uh buying out Juan's assistant as well. What does this mean for Danny Stone? And I'm assuming maybe after the season, because based on Juan Guerra's comments today, he's everyone's staying, right? As far as the, the, yeah, the coach. I, I feel as though Danny is perfectly welcome to stay here longer term. Um, mm-hmm. Again, Danny and, and Juan worked closely together back when they were both assistant coaches on this team. So mm-hmm. I don't see any reason that this would jeopardize his position. Um, whether he chooses down the line to move on or not, that's a different question. Uh, people leave this club all the time in terms of assistant coaches. It's just... Uh, mm-hmm just kind of that situation so hey at the end of the day i i feel as though 
it's it's his decision to make. And uh, through the end of the season, at least, I'd say he's probably safe. Sounds good. Sounds good. And uh, yeah, um, if you guys aren't part of our Discord chat yet, make sure to join that. Uh, and drop your questions. You know, we're always happy to take a look at what you guys have to to say and, uh, you know, what we have to say as well uh, about rising. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we're looking forward to your to your questions. I mean, all right, y'all, let's take a quick break and talk about OG's brands. If you uh, have not yet joined the Flavoring Life Sweepstakes, what are you waiting for? You guys can uh, join the sweepstakes. And if you are the winner, you can receive three bags of OG's, including orange creamsicle and tropical flavors, uh, an OG's hat a PHNX shirt of your choice, and a PHNX annual membership. No Derek no Derek pictures today? Okay, no Derek pictures today. But if you guys didn't see the guys over the weekend, they were at Maya Day Club. There, there we go, go, Derek. All right, I appreciate that, Sean. And uh, yeah, Flavor and Life Sweepstakes, and you guys can get all those stuff, all that stuff that's on the screen, the gummies, the, the hat, the shirt, and the annual membership. And you guys can sign up for this, these sweepstakes. These uh, sweepstakes can't talk today. Sorry, Owen. Uh, at gophnx.com or click the link in our show notes. And you can also check out OGs online at ogsbrands.com and on Instagram at ogsbrands. You can also find their products at your local dispensary. And you must be 21 years or older to purchase. I really wanted to go to Maya. I saw how much fun PH, the PHNX crew had. Hopefully, there's one more that I can go to because I, I was super busy. This I week. feel like that was the last one, uh, Darn unfortunately. It. Yeah. Dang. Okay, maybe next year. Uh, but yeah, hopefully one day I can. So funny story about Maya. I tried to go to a pool party once, but I showed up with like cargo shorts. And I guess that's not allowed. I was like, I wasn't really planning on swimming. And I guess you need swim shorts to get in. And I was like, you know what? Whatever. I'm going home. And I went home and I was like, I'm just going to take a quick nap. And I ended up napping for like four hours. So I totally missed out that day. But I'll make it one day to Maya. All right, y'all. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about what's going around the USL. We got some games tomorrow, Owen. How are we feeling about them? There are games tomorrow, aren't there? Let's take a look. Who do we have playing tomorrow? That's an easy against Oakland. Oakland. That's their first game in the post-Wangera era. Um, be interesting to see what happens there. Of course, it's a club that is no stranger to turmoil when it comes to coaching uh, decisions. So mm-hmm. I guess we're going to just see that. But hey, and uh, Tulsa mm-hmm. against Hartford is the other game there as well. Tab Rommel time. All right, that should be fun. Indeed, yes, good, indeed. Good I'm going to have to get the odds up now, get you the latest odds. While you do that, we do have some other games this weekend. Uh, one of the interesting ones, of course, is the uh, you know El Paso Rising, but the other one is the Switchbacks New Mexico game. That's uh, kind of like a mid-table, uh, I mean, at least in the playoff sense, uh, game. So we'll see how Colorado responds. New Mexico's still up there as well. So you know, keep an eye on that on that one. Um, but yeah, we'll talk about those games a little bit further down the, the line, maybe on Thursday. But um, any odds for the Tulsa Hartford? I was actually going to go hop in with the other one. This is actually a pick that I'll take because in the last mm-hmm. week, all the the question marks, everything that's been happening with Wangera, I feel as though there's a good chance Oakland Roots gets a result. I'm not going to say they're going to win. I'm not going to say they're going to draw. I'm going to go with a double chance, which is do Uh-oh. Oakland Roots win or do they draw? Uh, if either of those two outcomes happen, plus 105. Not bad. I'll take that. Not That's bad. not bad for a double chance. That's not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel as though there's a good chance Oakland comes away with at least a point out of that game. To me, mm-hmm. I don't see Hartford quite getting the bounce of Tab's arrival. I feel as though Tulsa 
at home will get the job done. They are really on good form at the moment. They are catching up, trying to catch up at least with Detroit City, and they've got some games along the line that could help them do so. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tulsa plus 105 for a Tulsa win in the 90 minutes there. So those will be my two picks. Get it done. Uh, Yeah, San Diego, negative 145, and then Oakland Roots plus 300. So if you want to you know, put your money on it, there it is. And uh, also some money that you should put down is on Manchester United. That is right, Owen. They are taking the league. It's going to happen. I saw it yesterday with my own eyes. We took down Liverpool. It was amazing. Going all the way, put your money on Man U. They're taking the league this is year. It, is this like when all the Rising fans started saying, oh, we're back up? After That's beating Colorado right. Springs and then proceeded to draw against Vegas and lose to Orange oh, County. No, this is not a Chelsea network. You know, get out no. of here. No. Mm-mm. Jesus. Yeah. Why am, yeah. Why am I surrounded by such plastics? Okay. <laughs> Man, you. Speaking of which, Reese there, who, uh, congratulations. I hope you didn't get in too much trouble, Reese, uh, for, from the last episode. Oh, what, you, uh, yeah, you were watching it at school, right? Yeah, sorry yeah, 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 you didn't get in any trouble there, did you, Reese? Please, please tell us you didn't. But um, yeah, PHNX Reese, of course, being an Arsenal fan. Uh, oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, PHNX Sports, can you take that off? You know, the robot that's typing this now. Now we know it's a robot. It's a bot it's in the possibly, chat, isn't it? It's a bot in the chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah can't I can't believe be these a bots. Being to put that on there. Uh, <laughs> speaking of DraftKings, y'all. If you haven't downloaded the app, make sure to do so, the DraftKings Sportsbook app. When you use promo code PHNX, you can make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. I'm sorry, uh, bet just $5 on college football, which is starting up, and you get $200 in free bets instantly, and that's code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. Look, uh, as far as college football, I'm not – I'm you know, you know – so some of you may not know. I, I don't know too much about it. The last time I really watched college football was when like this Vince Young was playing against USC. It was winning the national championship. But now it's so complicated. But I'm looking forward to get into it. You know, Sean and all the boys over there at ASU uh, do a great job. So I'll be I'm looking forward to, to checking it out this season. And to Ramon's point there about backing Man United for uh, you know getting up there. Did you know that at the moment, if you wanted to bet on Man United to win the Premier League, it's currently plus four thousand, which means for those of you who don't understand betting, if you put $100 on Man United to win the league, you would lose $100. That's not that's not how that would work. Because they are going to win. We're going to take it. We're going to be back in the Champions League next year. Ronaldo's going to win his sixth Champions League. It's going to be groovy. Well, if you think they're back in the Champions League, at least, for a top four finish, they're plus 275. At least if you bet $100 not. again, you would lose $100. That's not, that's not the way it's going. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, PSV against Rangers tomorrow. If you guys checked out our interview with uh, Greg Hurst earlier this year, that's his favorite team. So hopefully they're able to get into the Champions League, but actually not. Uh, shout out, shout out as well to uh, Josh Cohen, former rising goalkeeper. In the who, Champions uh, made League. Made yeah. it into the Champions League group stages of Maccabee Haifa. Nice, nice. Always good to see those. But yeah, uh, not hoping Rangers win tomorrow because we got a couple Mexicans in that PSV team. So sorry, Greg Hirsch, if you're watching this. Uh, anyway, uh, Owen. How Cardiff doing? How are Cardiff doing is the question. Okay. Uh, we'll ignore the last game, but it appears <laughs> that we're actually trying to play football this year. Uh, the last game wasn't quite so good losing to Bristol City, but hey, it's, <laughs> it's a it's a it's a work in progress. We were expecting it to be a work in progress this year, so I'm okay with that. I'm okay. Nice, nice, yeah. Good, a lot of a lot of good soccer going on. Um, America Club America played tonight as well. Chivas, you know, uh, Liga MX fans, they're playing right now. So if you guys want to catch them, 
they're uh, I think they're playing right now as well. All right, Owen, anything else you want to talk about? Get it off your chest now. Then you have to wait until Thursday. Yeah. Um, any word on where Rick will end up? Scott asked in the chat. Uh, no, no. Um, look, at the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day, we need to remember that Rick, I, I know at least, and this is something that was kind of vocalized in the past by people in the league, is, well, Rick's only got a B license. He had a lot of success here. He's only got a B license. Um, he was going to work on the A license, I believe, this coming, uh, coming fall, uh, which... Now he doesn't have a team to work with. It's presumably in question. Um, we'll we'll see. We'll see on that. But yeah, I'm not sure where he's going to end up. Might be a little bit of time. Uh, of course, somewhere that people keep mentioning is Tucson. Well, Tucson, I've been doing too well. Uh, John Perlman's boys down there, they're struggling at the bottom of League One. So mm. who knows? Maybe he'll go back to Tucson. Uh, but I don't have any particular intel to suggest that is the case. Uh, that's just speculation. Uh, yeah a bit of clear um anything else that's worth bringing up how did we feel about some of those results last weekend across the league because it was a good weekend for rising wasn't it in terms of teams around them dropping points um you look at what happened you see that el paso dropped points you see that la Gal- la galaxy 2 uh lost uh, they dropped points they they drew against uh charleston battery uh, mm-hmm. and then there were some other games as well monterey bay dropped points uh vegas won against sacramento that was the one that went against the trend there yeah rgv only drawing uh against san antonio so again lots of points that were dropped by teams around rising good news there of course yeah. it was also do we want to touch on a certain club uh plays at keyworth stadium and they played against louisville this past weekend Hmm. Did you have to watch that broadcast, Ramon? Did you suffer through that? I I don't think I caught that one. Uh, enlighten me because oh, I'm a little lost in what God. you're saying. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like I'm just going to leave it at it reminds me repeatedly why neutral broadcasts are a good thing. Um, oh, okay. that, I understand. The idea I, that I'm home broadcasts are a good thing, especially in a sport whereby most of your hardcore are going to the game themselves uh you, you that remind me this is detroit right <laughs> you detroit spoke one? the name yes yes yeah. so i i didn't get to see the actual video or the broadcast but you know was he just talking smack he was saying something about a foul not being right and oh it's it's, it's the classic it's the classic one whereby it's just an overblowing of what was a, a you know, at, at worst, it was mm-hmm. a dive in traffic. At mm-hmm. worst, yeah. Now, I couldn't quite tell by some of those angles if there was contact or not, but yeah, again, at worst, it was a dive in traffic. Even, even, even Mike Watts is calling out on on USL All Access today. Uh, the commentating on that one just because it was it was cringeworthy and yeah. seeing the defense of it as just speaking your mind well if i wanted that i'd go down to the stadium i'd find a guy who's had enough to drink that he uh he isn't being served at the bar anymore and i'll have a listen to what he has to say <laughs> i don't want to hear nonsense i want to hear relatively informed takes that's the point if if you just want to spout whatever comes to mind, well, that's not really showing you've got the qualifications to do this, does it? Which is irritating because the person in question probably should have the qualifications to do more of this. Set up a live stream, you know, put it on Twitch, on YouTube or something, you know, like <laughs> if you're going to be that way. So, 
Yeah, not good. Not a good look. Yeah, I go listen to drunk idiots at games. Or, or, or better yet, if I want to hear people who don't have a clue about the laws of the games, did you know you can go out and get paid for doing that? It's called refereeing grassroots matches. There it is. Make some a lot of people money. who don't know anything about the laws of the games at those. Hey, I, I, some people just like to have a whistle and run around. You know, they're making money. Anyway, uh, great stuff, great stuff. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I'm going to have to watch that clip now because, yeah, it sounds really interesting. All right, Owen. Well, I appreciate your takes tonight, all the information you brought to the table. And also, I want to shout out our chat. You guys were awesome today. Really uh, enjoy being here with you guys. Like we said, we took a little bit of a break, but it wasn't really a break. But <laughs> but we're back. So we'll be back on Thursday. We'll have a great show previewing the El Paso match. And again, we're going to be in El Paso on Saturday. So it's going to be a good time there. Uh, we'll go to some Chico's Tacos and uh, some other stuff. And uh, uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens down there at the Sun City. Chuco, as they call it. Uh, as well um yeah that's pretty much it on our end thank you so much for joining us if you haven't yet make sure to follow us on twitter phnx underscore underscore rising and we will be back on thursday go ahead double the underscores double the uh fresh start that is true fresh start all right y'all that's it for us signing off from my apartment (laughs) we'll see you guys on thursday take care